Hey everyone, welcome back. We're going to take a different approach today and talk about football because, well, not that we're getting tired of basketball, it was just we've got some some news on the football front with Pep Hamilton out, Ben McDaniels in, Chris Evans not on the team right now. There's a lot to unpack there, but the first thing we need to unpack is Derek, his parents came to visit. How was it? You know, it's good. You know, being down in Florida, you're away from friends and family. And so anytime uh, people can come down here, including family, have a good time. And, and this is an open invite, honestly, to just about anybody who listens. Uh, because you're so lonely? No, because I've got a got an amazing wife, amazing dog, you know, and I've got good new friends. But we just like showing people a good time in the Sunshine State. I know you up there in the northern parts of of the uh, country just dealt with the polar vortex. And so a lot of people are probably sad, maybe depressed from that. Hey, come hang out in the sunshine. We can promise a good time. That so I got a, I, I got a call, a random ghost call because uh, this person went to my high school and they didn't know they called me and I texted them and I was like, Hey, I'm kind of busy. What's up? And they're like, Oh, I don't know what happened. Then we got to talking and, and they're like, uh, well, Hey, if you're ever in Fort Lauderdale, hit me up. <laughs> I was like, same. You live in Fort Lauderdale now? Same thing. I'm so jealous. I mean, I'm I'm stuck in Indiana. See, I'm stuck, just waiting. I'm waiting for you to come down. But... You come down and uh, you, you had to miss the wedding, which I understood. Um, it, you know, a tough drive. And this That is wedding even, uh, was a long way away. It was. And, and Florida is even longer. But if you ever find that uh, that cheap flight out of Indianapolis, you know, to Sarasota, we got to do this podcast uh, in person again. We've only done that a couple of times. I, I think we only did it once. Yeah, once. And it was yeah, right. far and away the best we've ever done, oh, really. Absolutely. That <laughs> okay, was back so, in our volunteer days, too. I think. It was, yeah. It was back in our volunteer days, something that still gets put on my resume. What would you like to start with here, Pep Hamilton or Chris Evans? Let's, let's start with Chris Evans. Uh, okay. Pep Hamilton's, in most people's opinions, uh, addition by uh, subtraction. I so just what, saw that. To we'll describe touch. this, I just saw addition by subtraction. We'll we'll just say that for now because I think we're both pretty much in agreement with that. I, I have a couple yeah. of things to say, but yeah, let's talk Chris Evans because honestly, uh, that is some of the most surprising news uh, that I can think of in Jim Harbaugh's time uh, yeah. as the head coach, and it's it's one of those things where it first comes out and says he's been dismissed or he's no longer a part of the team at this time. Uh, and I think he, I mean, did a really good thing by sending out uh, kind of his own version of that. He tweeted out um, that he's going through some academic issues that he's working through and he's still going to continue his career at the University of Michigan, which is good to hear. Um, wish him all the best and and everything uh, that he's got going on in life. I know he does some incredible stuff in the community, especially with youth football, but that's a huge blow. Uh, to the Wolverines offensively because he was really only their their only returning uh, running back uh, that, that had over 400 yards. And Chu Wilson uh, got some time. But in terms of a feature back, a guy who started games, a guy who's made big plays and had big games, uh, that's a huge loss if he's not going to be on the roster this fall. Yeah, and there's a really, unless you've seen something I haven't, there's no indication of like if he is, um, if this is a long-term thing, or if there's a decent chance he'll be able to come back and and 
play just like normal next season. So, I, I mean, I think right now it's it's so up in the air. And the fact that we just hit February, well, I, it's way too early to, to panic. The only reason I think this is um, a big deal is because Michigan's running back depth is unproven and they're losing a starter in Karan Higdon. So, you know, there, there are some things that could make you nervous, certainly, but I don't think it's, it's soon, or I don't think it's uh, late enough in the game to really be panicking about this. If for nothing, if for no other reason than we just don't know what's going on really. Yeah, so a couple of things that come to mind. First, in, in terms of Chris Evans, a lot of times, I mean, I think of Kareem Walker had some academic issues. Uh, there's been other people where they've been dismissed or they've decided to walk away or transfer. Uh, the fact that he came out again and said that he's going to continue his career at the University of Michigan is a good sign. Uh, you didn't hear anything about uh, he'll be transferring. Now, the school year's still happening, and so when the school year ends and summer comes along, who knows? I mean, there's there's been guys where you haven't heard from them. Um, like I can think of like an Eddie McDoom, and you find out that he's going somewhere else. Kakoa Crawford goes somewhere else, um, and then he ends up landing uh, at Cal. Uh, but they usually kind of go off to a junior college or a community college, something along those lines. And so for him to say that he's staying uh, at the university kind of gives hope. But if there's one you don't want to say positive because that feels like the wrong word and, and it probably is. But if there's one thing that um, is good about it is it it really kind of wakes up the guys that have the opportunity to step up. And you've got two returners and True Wilson and Christian Turner, Turner who didn't get to, get to see a whole bunch of time. Um, and then you've got uh, Zach Charbonnet coming in uh, who a lot of people will think will be one of the best players uh, in this uh, class. Um, not only for Michigan, but just one of the, the best players uh, overall in the country um, from from this uh, national class. And so you've got three guys that really have a chance right now who are still on the team fighting for that starting spot. And if Chris Evans rejoins the team at any point, whether it's spring ball or fall camp or whatever it may be, I mean, hopefully that competition has, has been so great and guys feel like they have an opportunity that he just he just provides another option and, and, and is ultimately an asset at that point. Now let's say Chris Evans is out for next season. Even if it's not the whole season, you know, somebody's got to step in there. The easy answer I think would be true Wilson, right? Just because of what we've already seen. But I, I think... Christian Turner is a guy who's going to probably get a lot of the hype as we get into, you know, if we're in like August and Chris Evans is it back with the team, then I I could see Christian Turner being the guy that people look to, even though True Wilson is probably the safe bet, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it's, it's tough because I feel like a lot of, I'm I'm with you on True Wilson probably being, the favorite just because of the experience and Harbaugh really seems to, to, I don't know, favor experience in some situations. It's just so hard because you've got, you've literally got a former walk on and then you got a guy that I believe was a three star and, and that doesn't matter to me usually. And it doesn't matter to some people and then other people that really matters. Um, but you can say that there's been five star running backs that haven't panned out at Michigan because that's absolutely happened in recent history. So I only bring that up because 
the hype is going to be different when you don't have a returning star like a Shea Patterson, for example, or the wide receiving core, or some of the young defenders that really turned it on last season. It's just it's hard, I think, for some fans to get excited about True Wilson, uh, even like they they would have of Chris Evans. Now Chris Evans is hard to maybe get excited about him, like like people were about Karan Higdon, because when when Karan Higdon came into the season, it wasn't clearly defined that he'd be the starting back and be the go-to guy. But you had more of a sense. You had that sense of Chris Evans going into this next season. Now with him not on the team, it really falls off. And you've really got to hope that either a brand new guy comes in and is truly a star and can pick up the game, or a guy like True Wilson, who earned a scholarship and a former walk-on, could actually uh, take the majority of the load. Or, or the same with Christian Turner, a guy who showed some flashiness in the bowl game. I mean, someone's got to turn it up. The other thing that I keep thinking about is a graduate transfer. I don't know what the market is for that right now. I'm not going to pretend I do, but that would definitely be helpful as well. I can think of like a Berkeley Edwards that came in last year and had minimal impact. There's got to be someone somewhere um, who uh, would be interested. Or if you check the transfer portal, which I know is not available to the public, there's got to still be a couple of running backs in there um, that could definitely um, give Michigan, uh, you know, at least more competition at that spot. And, you know, we're hearing a lot about Michigan throwing the ball more next season. And I'm obviously not going to say that the running back position is all of a sudden unimportant, but perhaps, you know, if this had happened last season to Karan Higdon, then, you know, we're really panicking because Michigan relied so much on Karan Higdon for its offense for a lot of the season. And I just don't get the sense that, the same thing is going to happen in 2019 just because of the way the, the, the things have been, that have been coming out from, from Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis, like it does seem like they're turning a corner offensively to mm-hmm. where the running back, not so much will be put on his shoulders. So no matter who's back there, it'll be definitely a lighter load than Karan Higdon had last season. And you know what, even if um, we don't see, a whole lot of transition. None of these backs are capable. I don't think of doing what Karan Higdon did, frankly. I mean, he was, he was a horse. He took a beating. He did a lot. And I don't see a running back on the roster right now who could duplicate that. Yeah, I, I agree. And I also disagree. And the only reason I'll disagree partially is because I do think that a guy like Charbonnet or, even True Wilson, or but I think especially Kristen Turner, given that experience, maybe mid to late Big Ten season can start to have those games. But you're absolutely right in terms of the fact that Kron Higdon was pretty consistent from the first game uh, to the last game. And he had his ups and downs, and he definitely had uh, a couple of Bista games. But I, I think it'll be a slower start for any three of those running backs, no matter who the starter is or whoever else could could rise to the to the occasion. But I will say that I do want to give credit to the the coaching staff and, and some of the playmakers that I mean, all of these guys have a chance to do really big things. And so I don't expect a Karan Higdon season out of anybody, but I do expect to see a Karan Higdon game out of at least one of the backs, at least one time this season, even if it's against Rutgers. So I don't want to circle back too much, but you know, just looking at an ESPN story here, he told ESPN that he would be back. This was a, a Dan Murphy story. 
And, you know, I'm not leaving Michigan, he told ESPN. So, you know, th- these things are, I, I think uh, it'd be ridiculous to to speculate too much into like what his uh, el- eligibility or availability will be next season. I, I think, you know, talking in the hypothetical, it's, it's what we do. But uh, I'll be darned if, if I see people out there on Twitter freaking out about what Michigan's going to do in, in what, seven months, mm-hmm. six months? I'm, I, I don't know how many months there are until the football season starts, but you know what I mean? I mean it's, we can't be doing this. You know, we, freak out, we freak out about way too much to be uh, freaking out about something like this. Yeah, and I agree. And like I said, there's, there's definitely hope. And, and again, the fact that he, he's not leaving the university, I would, be, I would honestly almost be more surprised if he doesn't return. Uh, because I, I, it just feels like it would be worded different or it would be clearly a, a different situation. There would be no comments. Um, again, you could have this hope that he comes back and, and find out that he's transferring or something, and, and that's just it, it is what it is, next man up. Uh, but, yeah, to, to get wrapped up like I've seen some people do, I mean, you could go as far as saying because of Karan Higdon's uh, success last season. We don't even know what kind of back Chris Evans uh, would have been if he, he was turned to as the lead back. And you could say the same thing about the 2019 season. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it hurts that he's not with the team, uh, which I think is a good segue into into somebody else who's also not going to be with the team. So what are your, what are your thoughts on, on uh, Pep Hamilton's uh, got quotes here, departure? <laughs> um. I don't have very strong thoughts about it, honestly. I mean, we all kind of saw the writing on the wall and it looks like the staff is filled out now, unless I'm missing something because Ben McDaniels is moving from wide receivers to quarterbacks and Josh Gaddis, who was already there is uh, along with, along with being the offensive coordinator will coach the receivers. So it looks it looks like the staff is filled out, and I I don't have a reason to be upset with anybody who's on the staff, and I don't think I would have even been that upset if if Pep Hamilton had stayed on. I think it was just one of those things where, you know, we were hearing all this talk about the offense moving on, and you wondered like, how are they going to do it with so much of last year's machine still in place, namely Pep Hamilton, so. Again, not surprising at all, I don't think, to anybody. And to that end, I, I also just wasn't that uh, – I didn't have very strong emotions about it. Yeah, I think you said because of the writing on the wall and it was almost seemed like the fate uh, of Pep Hamilton was to no longer be with the program. It's, I mean, not surprising. And, and again, again, I don't feel like a lot of – I don't know feeling as well. I would have been okay with him on staff. My biggest worry would have been, okay, with such a, uh, no, someone with the, the experience and, and the histories have with Harbaugh and the money he's making, how is he not still having a say of the offense? And that would have kept me from buying that Josh Gaddis is, is leading the offense entirely. Uh, but I do think that he, he is valuable in some accounts. He's been a decent recruiter, uh, watching the documentary, it seemed like the players liked him. I mean, he seemed like a fun person to be around. Uh, I mean, obviously, I thought he always did well uh, talking to the media as well. 
but when you see that that dollar amount that he was being paid and you, and you think about how yeah they might have taken a step forward after Drevno uh, left the program you always felt like this was the other half of what maybe should have departed uh, more than a year ago and the the fact that an offensive coordinator was never named and you never knew who was actually calling the plays i think this finally just clears up all of that it now is more believable that Josh Gaddis is going to run the entire offense. And then you just got to see how that dynamic works. I'm excited about all the youth on the staff. I think that that's going to be great to, uh, for recruiting and connecting with players. Uh, but again, I mean, it, it could be a great season uh, because of these changes. It could be much of the same. Um, and just have different problems instead of some of the same offensive problems we've seen really yet to be determined. But this felt like it was coming. It's happened. Uh, and I wish Pep all the best, and I'm sure he'll find an opportunity somewhere, no doubt. Yeah, a guy like him, it seems obvious that, you know, he's not going to be out of it too long. As long as he wants to be in it, you know, he'll find a place. One of the things that kind of relieves me here is that last season – it just wasn't ever clear like who was doing what in terms of calling plays and developing the scheme and then implementing it throughout the game. Like it was never clear to me what was happening, who was calling the shots because it was like a trio of, it was, it was a collaborative process. I think that's exactly what Mm -hmm. Jim Harbaugh used to say. And, and so, you know, whether it could work, I, I don't know. It obviously didn't work very well especially against stiffer competition. So for me, like it's just, there are defined roles now and that's really relieving to look at going into next season. We're not going to be sitting here wondering like, okay, who exactly called that play or why in the third quarter down 15 is Michigan not going with a little more pace? You know, so hopefully those questions will, will be easier to answer now. Yeah, and, and again, we can have the conversation of, well, does Harbaugh still make the last calls or the, the big decisions? But, yeah, when you're looking at the offense, you can kind of circle Josh Gowdis says, okay, what, what what adjustments is he going to make? And we look at the defense, it's Don Brown. And, and you can really pick on Michigan in, in both areas, in both the Ohio State and Florida games, uh, giving up a billion points and, and not seeming to – at least score enough to keep up with with either of those teams uh, in the second halves of both of those games. And so now with defined roles, you can kind of, I mean, it's almost an easier blame game that way, but I think that things are going to be at least more efficient in terms of the the structure. Uh, Anytime you have just, you know, everybody's ideas are pulled together, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I honestly was a huge fan of uh, the Jim McElwain hire and, and having Pep Hamilton there and, and Harbaugh and, and basically all of the coaches. Uh, because I think in the off season, it's, I mean, I just picture them all meeting at seven in the morning, pouring some coffee and just going over stuff. The difference is, is when you're still kind of doing it by committee within the game, I think that that's when there's miscommunication and there's disagreements and that's not the time to figure that out. And so a lot of great ideas are probably heard from multiple coaches uh, on both sides of the ball. And now you have defined roles this year 
a lot of new people on staff and new ideas. And you've got guys in place specifically in key areas to kind of lead. And I think that that will work better. Again, it's just all about execution. But with younger coaches and, and newer faces, and I think just the excitement that Josh Gaddis can can bring to to fans and then hopefully players will have trouble seeing the season uh, be worse. Uh, but at the same time, not ready to, to promise a Big Ten championship. And you know, it's been in the back of my head this whole time as we, and I think you'd agree, as we talk about like Chris Evans, um, whatever impact that could have, you know, if he doesn't come back to the team and uh, an innovative offense. Like we talk about these things, these are shakeups, but we're not super nervous about them because of Shea Patterson. Mm-hmm. Like having that continuity someone who's reliable at the quarterback position, something Michigan has struggled with in Jim Harbaugh's tenure, having that there is, has put my mind to ease. I, I'm not really worried about anything. Maybe it's because it's February and I'm, I spend most of my time worrying about um, trying to get off of work in time to see the sun, but it, it just doesn't, doesn't resonate with me whenever people are, are getting worked up about these things. And it mostly it's because at the end of the day, like you've got an experienced good quarterback who's going to lead the offense. He's got good receivers. Like there's just not a lot to be worried about. And that's mm-hmm. a, that's a new feeling for us Michigan fans. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you have a good off season and you, you make decisions that feel like you're putting the program in a new direction or a better direction. And then added with the fact that you've got some key returning people. And then, yeah, you're right. It's February. It's hard to, to worry about these things or even give them uh, too many thoughts during the day because of how, how much time there is to go, how many things can change. I mean, I feel like last summer when the McDoom and Coca-Cola Crawford, I feel like those were summer uh, decisions and so you never know what's going to happen things are blown up because of people are paying attention to assistant coaches more than ever and specialty coaches and the transfer portals really kind of led the conversation this off season. but all in all I mean it's things are going in a positive direction in my opinion I think most people would agree and it's just kind of sit and wait though I am super curious uh if there's going to be uh, maybe someone available to, to fill that running back spot because you've got room uh, to add somebody. Uh, and so I'd just be curious to see if they choose to do so on the offensive side now with the running back hole or still focused to do it on defense. Cliffhanger. Is that how you want to drop the mic? I like it. Let's drop the mic there. Thanks for checking us out on the Go Blue crew. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick, and you can follow Derek at Divine Identity. Thanks for listening, and Go Blue. Go blue.